to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome, welcome to episode 78 of Stars, Stones, and Stories. I hope that as we come to circle up, that your life is feeling expansive and aligned and inspired. And my prayer is that this transmission helps to support you along that path so that you are able to see the multitude of blessings that are already right here before your very eyes. We're in the month of February in this year of 2023, this year of victory. It is a year that is connected to the chariot card. It is a year that is very much connected to the planet Mercury and the south node of the moon, which is our source of liberation, of moksha, of essentially going back to God, goddess, the source, the divine. And Mercury as the psychopomp has these direct conversations with the divine. So this year is a very important year to be studying, to be learning, to be immersed in your own consciousness, 
expansion. It is a significant year of travel. It is a significant year of moving for some people, of great leaps and bounds. And in the month of February, we're kind of just getting started, so to speak. So this month is a really important time for rest, for rejuvenation, for recalibration of your nervous system, because when March comes around, the energy is going to start to amplify and expand on so many levels. And then part of that is because in March we have Saturn shifting into Pisces. We have the spring equinox in the Northern hemisphere, which is going to reset the entire zodiacal wheel. And then we have Pluto shifting into Aquarius. So there's just so much happening starting in March. And by that point, we're fully out of the shadow of the Mars retrograde by about the third week of March. And so that extensive long transit in Mars that we experienced that started all the way back in August of 2022 that journey will be complete. And that's really important to lay to rest. I'm praying we have all received our lessons and our upgrades from the powerful Mars retrograde. Honestly, I'm still like sitting with what I know I needed to experience and how I can integrate that into my own life. But I would say the greatest takeaway of that Mars retrograde, which like I said, we're still making sense of through the month of February and into March is so much about your own subconscious programming, particularly in the place, the space where you have Gemini in tropical astrology. That is the place that got awoken through the Mars retrograde. And there was an opportunity to really go deep into the psyche and to see where you limit yourself? What are the stories you tell yourself that are just so outdated, so old, not serving you anymore? And I was pretty shocked to see where mine were. Um, They were kind of blatant and in my face, but it's like sometimes we miss the obvious. And it was when I was on pilgrimage in the South of India that things really started to gel for me. And Like I said, I'm still like deciphering the wisdom of that Mars retrograde. And I think that that's really important in this month of February to be considering, to be looking back to, to be digesting, integrating. This is why we work with astrology consciously. It helps us to understand where we've come from on a personal level on an ancestral level, on a collective level, and where we're headed, where we're going, and how do we want to utilize that energy? This conversation between fate and free will, it's an ancient, ancient conversation that really will never fully settle, so to speak. And I believe that we have a lot of free will on this planet. I also do believe certain things are destined and fated and that sometimes we might avoid our dharma or our destiny. You know, it might be one time, two times, three times, but eventually you're going to get it. (laughs) And that's kind of the fated element. It's just a matter of like, who are the players and the personalities around you when you do it? And that setting, that scenery, those beings might shift depending on circumstances. 
So in the month of February, we definitely want to be thinking really deeply. And I think this week ahead, as we're considering the 10th of February, Friday, Venus Day, through the next Thursday, which brings us into that next Venus Day Friday, which is going to be on the 17th. This is a very special week to be in deep contemplation. On the 10th of February, Friday, we have Mercury merging, marrying with Pluto, and they're coming together at the very late degrees of Capricorn, just as Mercury is a about to shift into Aquarius. And as I mentioned, in March, we will have Pluto shifting into Aquarius. So this is a big deal. Pluto has been in Capricorn since the year of 2008. And these Pluto cycles are very important because they speak to the collective power and how the collective power structures are shifting. So Pluto and Capricorn is so focused on structure and organization and social accomplishment. It is all about laws and regulation. And we could even see, say like the patriarchal paradigm, you know, that shadow, that dark shadow of the patriarchal paradigm can really fall under Capricorn. Capricorn energy, it can connect to government it's very entrepreneurial, it's hermetic, it can connect to the father archetype, but I also think it does easily connect to the mother archetype. And this frequency is all about how are you utilizing your energy and it's ruled by Saturn. So Pluto, this force of transformation, of judgment, of psychological death and rebirth that really speaks to power dynamics is about to transition from the sign of Capricorn where it's been since 2008 into the sign of Aquarius. And just before it shifts, Mercury is crossing over. Now, Mercury has very many faces. Mercury, this archetype of Mercury, Hermes, we could take to Thoth, to Huti, We can also look at archetypes like Merlin. Mercury is quite expansive and Mercury is the psychopomp. Mercury has this ability to travel to through the other world, the underworld, to speak to the gods on behalf of humanity. So Mercury is this messenger that moves fast. It is the mind-soul connection that is teaching you in this lifetime, how to navigate the realms of spirit and matter. This is governing all of the ways that you think, the analytical ways, the logic, the intelligence, the communication, language, anything that can be proved by the five senses. And it's also much deeper than that. We can really think of language like all languages. We can think of hieroglyphs and the ancient languages, the block languages like cuneiform, going all the way back to Mesopotamia. And so with this, Mercury has this ability to be a messenger for humanity and the gods and this flow, this exchange. So as Mercury and Pluto meet up this Venus day, there's something that can be distilled 
around this long, arduous journey of Pluto and Capricorn. So it's a profound weekend to really listen with your inner ear. Sunia, listen deeply, go deep, deep into the signs and the symbols that you're seeing emerge in the world around you. Step into that liminal space and see what is coming through because there could be something really profound and personal for you this weekend. The moon on Venus Day is in Libra, which is a very kind of intellectual, but also very harmonic place for the moon to be because Libra is ruled by Venus and seeking that balance and that beauty way. And so that's very, very supportive. And then on the 11th of February, Saturday, we have Mercury shifting into Aquarius, that sign of the water bearer, but it is an air sign. So also very intellectual, very much like this cosmic visionary from the future. So now Mercury is working to be very innovative and to bring in reform, reformation in order to really kind of like pave the way for this transit of Pluto moving into Aquarius in March. Now, Pluto goes retrograde every spring, like in the spring. I mean, eventually it won't be spring anymore because of the movement of Pluto, but for now it's it's happening in our spring here in the Northern Hemisphere. So Pluto will shift into Aquarius and then I think it's early May, Pluto goes retrograde and will dip back into Capricorn. So we really won't have Pluto settling into Aquarius until later on down the road, but we're getting this taste of this frequency in March, April, and May. And it is like a snapshot of what is coming for us in the future. And we will absolutely see an increase in artificial intelligence and how this is going to impact humanity is ultimately up to us. And that's what's really important to understand. It can be very easy to be fearful of change and transformation. However, the only thing that is certain is change itself. We know that our lives are going to change. We can look through the course of history, her story. We've seen how humanity's lives have changed. So it's inevitable. And what we get to determine is how we're going to respond to these changes. We get to be the radical stewards of our lives as we go through these radical shifts. So as Mercury comes into Aquarius this Saturday, there's an opportunity to really start to vision how do you want to utilize this transit of Pluto and Aquarius and what wants to be communicated through you. So again, I think this is a beautiful weekend to pay really close attention to those subtle signs and synchronicities. That is how the multiverse communicates to us. We also have the moon in Scorpio come Saturday. So feelings are a little intense and that's just something to make extra space for. Now, by the 13th of February, we come to the last quarter moon in Scorpio. It is that closing last quarter from our Aquarius new moon, which was a very powerful new moon because we had those strong Uranian influences as well as Uranus went direct just right after the Aquarius new moon. And it also brought in that fresh 
innovativeness of the Chinese New Year. We're in a rabbit year. So as we're coming to this last quarter moon cycle, it is a week of reflection and review in preparation for the new moon that is coming on the 20th of February, which is a Pisces new moon. And that is going to be an important new moon to be working with. Now, by the evening of the 13th of February, we do have the moon shifting into Sagittarius, which is very passionate and creative and also mystical and spiritual and wants to travel and explore. And this is a beautiful way to open up Valentine's Day, whether you celebrate it or not. It kind of has become a holiday. I've, I've noticed even in my travels abroad that it, it's being celebrated more and more around the world. And it can be a hard time for many people. It can be bittersweet on many levels. So I encourage you to utilize this St. Valentine's Day that is coming on Tuesday, the 14th of February to really use it as a time to go deeper into your own self-love and self-care. And I don't use those words generically. I'm talking about like, what do you really need right now? And, And that's not getting met. Like, are you getting enough rest? Are you getting enough hydration? Like, are you drinking enough water every day? Are you exercising enough? Are you moving your body? Do you do you need more time to journal, to write, to reflect? Do you need time to just hang out and have fun and like let your inner child shine and and laugh and make jokes? Like whatever is sort of not being fulfilled, use this week of Valentine's to be that beautiful, bold lover for yourself and make it happen. Create space for the places and spaces that you're not getting your needs met. Don't look to someone else to just come and rescue you. You be your own king, your own queen, your own knight in shining armor, your own Joan of Arc, and come forth and like honor yourself and like really romance yourself. I started teaching this yoga series around this time last year and I called it Romance Yourself. And it's something I share with so many people in private one-on-one readings. I get a lot of people, especially when I'm doing like drop-in readings downtown at Earth Magic in Asheville, North Carolina, I quite often just have people who are like, tell me about my love. You know, everyone wants to know about love. I get it. I mean, I've been single now for five years. (laughs) I definitely am, you know, ready for real, true love as well in my life. However, I think we just get kind of really obsessed about like finding this perfect person and that perfect person just honestly does not exist in the sense that you are it. You're your own beloved. And the more that each one of us can anchor into that and be our own beloved, wow, then the magic starts to happen because you stop waiting and putting your life on hold and you stop like expecting someone to come rescue you and you offer those deep needs and desires for yourself. So this is important where we are right now because as we get to Wednesday, next Mercury day, we have on the 15th of February and you're already going to be feeling this pretty strong on the 14th and really 
on the 13th as well, we have Venus coming to marry Neptune in Pisces. And this is at the later degrees of Pisces. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful conjunction because Venus is all about love and our value system and just how we nourish and nurture ourselves and our relationship to our finances and to all the different kinds of people we interact with. And then you have Venus coming which is exalted in Pisces, which loves to be in Pisces. And then you have Venus coming to meet Neptune, which is like the high heart. It is a higher octave of Venus. You have these two very beautiful altruistic placements coming together in deep spiritual communion in the sign of Pisces, which is all about the frequency of the imagination. It connects to your inner mystic, your artist, your seeker, your channel, your muse. It is the archetype of the priestess, the priest. So there's just this real beautiful frequency that comes in this week ahead that you want to harness that energy. It's such a beautiful time to love yourself, to love the people in your life, to celebrate the beauty of life that is already here, to create art, to write poetry, to journal, to dive into divination, whatever it is you're called to do, to, you know, honor nature, to commune with the stars, like lay on the earth and gaze at the sky. I mean, whatever you're called to trust that, but there's a real special portal that's coming through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and into Thursday. And then on the 16th of February, Thursday, we have Sun marrying Saturn at 27 degrees, 44 arc minutes Aquarius. And so that's when the energy is going to get a little tight over the course of that Thursday and into the Venus day, the 17th of February. Things are just going to feel a little tight because Saturn is all about boundaries and it is teaching us about foundations and how we're working with time and space. And as the sun comes over that point, there's just this real strong activation and it's in a fixed energy and also loosely squaring Uranus and Taurus. So there's just there's a, there's a tightness we can feel and, and a rigidity and we can feel bound a little bit by rules, regulations. We can feel bound by our obligations, by our schedules, by the structures of our lives, the structures of government, regulations in communal spaces, whatever it is, there's this feeling, a sensation of being bound or like almost like closed in. So just know that that sensation is only temporary as all of these transits are. There is a time where they complete and they pass over. So it is important, I think, when we're considering the 16th of February, Thursday and that Friday, just do what you can to create a little extra spaciousness in your day so that you're not feeling so bound by the energy. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to some events I'm offering in person. And those are, there's a expo, a mind, body, and soul expo. It's called the soul wellness 
and it's happening in Mooresville, North Carolina on Saturday, the 11th of February from 11 to 5, so 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So if you live in the Charlotte area or you're going to be traveling through, I invite you to come see me. I'll be offering astrology readings, tarot readings, Just come say hi if you want to introduce yourself. It's at 500 South Main Street, Suit 113. And again, that's in Mooresville, North Carolina. I've also begun teaching a Cosmic Elemental Yoga series at West Asheville Yoga. It is a series, but you're welcome to drop in. I'll be there Mondays in February and March from 7 to 8.30 p.m. My next Women's Wisdom Circle is now available for you to register. It's in honor of the Pisces Dark Moon. It's on Sunday, the 19th of February from 7 to 9 p.m. And we'll definitely be taking some time to honor the Shiva Lingams and to come sit in council to talk about the astrology of the lunar cycle ahead, to pray together, to meditate We'll close out with sound healing. And of course, as always, I'm going to prepare a special stone medicine alchemical brew for you. So it's going to be amazing as these circles always are. I've been doing them for like nine years now in my temple home space. And it's just like one of the most precious offerings for me to be able to offer to you. And on that note, my other passion is pilgrimage. So I just want to extend the invitation to our Avalon and Wales journey, the 4th through 16th of April this year of 2023. It's called Tending the Dragon Lines. We're working very consciously with the stars and the stones, the voices of the stones, using our inner ear to really listen to those frequencies, working with the ley lines of the earth, traveling through so many sacred sites and Avalon, known in modern day times as Glastonbury, having a private ceremony at Stonehenge and traveling to Wales to some particular sites where the Priscilla blue stones emerge. And I'm really excited to work much more deeply with the Priscilla blue stone. It came into my life I think it was the year of 2016, and I've been definitely consciously working with Priscilla Bluestone and its connection to Merlin since then. So we're going to be exploring all of this alongside. There will be a few fabulous guest presenters who are going to come in and support the journey, and I know you're going to love your time in this immersion. And then in June, the 14th through 29th, I'm offering a pilgrimage to Egypt. It's called Dream Seed Incubation. We're working very consciously with the dream realm, both the waking dream realm and also the sleeping dream realm. And we'll be utilizing some plant allies to connect with the dream space and to work with the etheric temple spaces before we go into them physically. We will be traveling through Luxor and we'll go north to Abydos and Dendera. And then of course, we'll go to Giza and explore all of the different sun temples, the pyramids. We will be in sacred ceremony in the Great Pyramid and at the Sphinx in honor of the summer solstice. And then we're going to travel 
out into the Western desert oasis of Siwa, and it's going to be amazing. There are so many abundant different kinds of water in Siwa, and there's some of the most crystalline, angelic water I've ever experienced on earth there. It's very purifying. And so we will be working with the waters to help us as we come deeper into that dream state of consciousness. These pilgrimages always unveil themselves and their unique personalities. Each one, I feel like I'm birthing a child, a a new identity. And so I never fully know the flavor. It, It comes in over time. So it was really exciting to get the exact visions and the frequencies that want to be emitted in these two pilgrimages that I am just so blessed to offer up the sacred space for you to travel to these lands. Both of these journeys are limited in space, so they're going to be pretty intimate. And I encourage you, if you're feeling the call, you can email support at earthseedtemplearts.com to receive the full invitation as I do only share those private details with people who are truly interested in the journey itself. So it has been such an honor to come circle up with you in this way. Do check out my website, earthseedtemplearts.com, and I'm available for one-on-one astrology readings, for tarot readings, for spiritual alignment coaching. I also do alchemy sessions, which are in-person sessions with stone medicine and sound healing. So if you're looking for support in these times, clarity of consciousness, I would be more than honored to hold that space for you. And you can always book directly online through my website. May there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. And may there be peace to the north. And may that peace anchor deep down into the heart of Mother Earth, Taragaya, where it radiates out through the cosmos, through time and space, and then threads back right into the center of your beautiful blossoming heart. And so it is. Ashe. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.